walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I am your host, the hardest part of the ring, also known as Kyle. And boy, howdy, do we have. A great episode for you today. Holy shit. It's a, uh, it's a spooky one. <laughs> oh, get your pumpkins out. Halloween Havoc, 1995. What a legendary show, really, when you really think about it. Uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, look, there's, uh, there's certain wrestling shows out there, and I've covered some of them, that are just terrible, right? They're, they're terrible, they're just boring, they're stupid, they're shitty. But there are also shows out there that are, as the saying goes, that they're so bad, they're good. And to me, Halloween Havoc 1995 falls under that category. It's just, <laughs> I mean, the episode is going to speak for itself. Look, we got machine versus machine, man versus man. We got the giant versus Hulk Hogan, no mustache, all black Hulk Hogan for the world heavyweight title. Oh, yeah. And by the way, they fight with monster trucks on top of a building and the giant falls to his death. But that's just a minor detail of uh, the event. So don't you worry. We will get Balls deep into that. And, uh, you know, beyond that, we have the Horsemen. Four of them. The Four Horsemen is uh, a faction. I don't know if maybe you've heard of them. Uh, but it's kind of uh, making a, a renaissance in this show. And we see how that plays out. And maybe one of the most predictable swerves of all time. Uh, but a very entertaining one, nonetheless. And uh, I got Macho Man versus Lex Luger. Uh, sounds cool, wasn't Johnny B. Bad, DDP, the most gimmicky, glittery gimmicks of all time, facing each other, and they just explode in a in a in a in a mushroom cloud full of semen and glitter. Like there's a there's a lot going. The Dungeon of Doom is wandering around here. You got Zodiac with his stupid dick on his head. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We gotta get into it. But first, gotta give a shout out to my guests. Dave and Michael from the RA Era podcast returning to the show. Always love talking wrestling with these guys. It's always a good time. Uh, go check out their podcast, the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. 
You could find it wherever you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube. Uh, they cover, as the uh, title suggests, the ruthless aggression era of WWE. At this point in their timeline, uh, they are about to hit WrestleMania 21. And uh, it's kind of a dire time period for WWE, but that event is uh, has a lot of spicy hot fire in it. So, And Dave and Mike make everything entertaining. It's probably more entertaining than watching the actual product at that point. So uh, go check them out. All their info in the description below. Uh, all, I, I've had the uh, pleasure of hopping on their show a few times to cover Velocity. That's right, The Green Show. Uh, they take they I, they have little bonus episodes in between their normal ones uh, where we cover <laughs> the velocity episodes in between the shows. And uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, joining in and sometimes the displeasure uh, when the Bashams are having, you know, multiple matches in a row. But go check that out if you haven't already. It's always a great time. And, uh, you know, apronbump.com for all my episodes. If you like this type of episode, you're into the WCW Go to apronbump.com, go to the episodes tab at the top, select WCW, and I'll bring you to all of the WCW episodes that I've covered thus far. Always a, uh, it's always a silly time talking about this stupid ass company in 95, uh, revving up to be great, but right now they are not. They have, uh, you know, monster trucks and Kevin Sullivan and, uh, a certain abominable snowman. Makes his debut at the end of here. You know, eclipsing the sun, Sullivan. Ha <laughs> It's fucking stupid. Good thing my podcast isn't that stupid, right? Uh, but anyways, WCW, Halloween Havoc, 1995, with myself and Dave and Michael from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. All right. Well, that's actually a perfect way to start out this show, considering what we're talking about. Uh, technical issues and just a shit show in general. <laughs> Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety five. Next time you figure on, please maybe something good. No, 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 <laughs> no. I know you I know, guys enjoyed it. Right. Let's be right. What a bullshit pay per view you made us watch, Kyle. <laughs> Fuck me. You, you guys didn't like it? Oh, I loved it. Every minute, adored it. I thought, fucking yeah. But what better way to spend my weekend sit and watch? Two fucking wrestlers in monster trucks on top of a fucking building in an edited sumo wrestling match. Monster truck. <laughs> the fuck's monster all truck. that about? Monster truck. What's uh? What a pay per view. What's uh? Because just bringing it to like where you guys are in your podcast. Wh- what do you think was better, uh, the monster truck battle of the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, or Aki Bono versus Big Show? Oh, oh this. Yeah, this hundred percent this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This at least this had a little bit of drama with Big Show dying, but not dying. The fireworks. Yeah, the fireworks. Yeah, this had pyro, man. The, one, the, the charges. This one, this one could have been if it would have been legit, right? If it would have been, I know, like how I love how they like have the cars um, locked together because they didn't want to damage these fucking like three hundred grand worth of cars that they've just spent. Uh-huh. Um, but if actually would have been legit, where they would have been smashing into each other, it could have been very good. But no, they just they, we went forward. You go forward. But anyway, that, that's for in a bit. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we'll we'll dive deep into that. Don't you worry. But um, yeah, so I've I've personally never seen the show before, but um, no, I knew about the Master Chuck battle. I knew about the whole everything. Just big show dying and all that so i was like okay that's shit 
but maybe the rest of the card will be great. Turns out the monster truck battle is probably the best fucking thing on this show yeah. with all the no, shit that was all focus. <laughs> all the focus right now is the alliance to end Hulkamania. With Kevin Sullivan and his and his group of fucking misfits, Kamala and Brutus the Beefcake and that. <laughs> fucking well, idiot. Now, but we'll get into that as well. But yeah, it's, uh, but uh, yeah, I think we might have talked about this before. But, but did you guys watch WCW back in the day or around this no. time period? Really? Is this your guys? Yeah. Is this your guys' first time watching the show? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the end before, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit like how you said, Kyle, where I'm familiar with spots. I'm very... Like, uh-huh. I, it was weird. My attention kind of got distracted because, like, I, I, I can't remember what segment it was before. And then all of a sudden, Lex Luger and Macho Man Randy Savage were wrestling. I mean, I've got to admit it. You're wrestling the pinnacle. <laughs> what have I missed here? <laughs> so I there took is back so much. Why they were fighting. There's so much fucking bullshit. <laughs> you didn't oh, miss anything. Video packages are amazing. Amazing. It was amazing. That, this is WCW's new generation fucking, we're better than you. And that's all, because Diesel and people like that rocking. Uh, and Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. He's, WCW's got like the granddads, Randy, Macho Man, Randy Savage wrestling twice. <laughs> Vince got rid of you because you're well, all I <laughs> no one's once watched Lex wrestle once, let alone twice. Oh, Lex oh, is a brutal. Lex. Such a long Lex match, too. Fucking shite. Oh, I've always been like, a, I've always wanted to give Lex Luger the benefit of the doubt, but this, this show did you him. Can't. <laughs> you can't. Like, you know, every time they've pushed him, like when he first debuted at Mania 9 when they, in WWE, when they pushed him as the narcissist, they put the fucking rocket behind him and he was just dull. So they thought, right, we're going to get the Lex Express. We're going to get a bus that takes all over fucking America getting support for Lex Luger. And he can't even win world title because fucking wins by count out. Yokozuna can't get back in ring. They don't even book him uh, to win title because they're like, you know, we tried because Vince wanted him to go as the like the next Hulk Hogan, and it's like, nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, because he's he's got the look, right? He's got the look, he's got the flowing blonde hair, he's got all the muscles and that, but he's got the charisma, charisma even of a cabbage, right? It's not there, and he's just dull. <laughs> His moves are dull. He's just clothes lines and dull shit. Well, David, he has a uh, a plate in his forearm, so nope, it's actually very devastating. does not. It's, it is a Otherwise, titanium. would have been down longer than he were. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't believe it. Kayfabe. Don't believe it. It's, it, it's that, devastating. Win by a stupid fucking clause line. Wow. Uh, a few of them to meet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he did. He did. But, you know, he might, he might have been told. But I'll tell you two people that were not dull. They were shit, but they weren't dull. Is a uh, Diamond Dallas Page, at least in this era, versus Johnny B. Bad opening the show. Mark fucking Mara. <laughs> Woo! The wild man is here. What uh so I because I don't know to me, Mark Mar- it's Mark Marrow in my head. When I think yeah, of this guy, I think of yeah, Mark Marrow. Yeah. yeah. Sable's Buffalo. Right. Yeah. yeah, getting power bombed by Sable, stupid yeah. boxing Sable's shorts. Boyfriend. That's a Mark exactly. Merrill, uh, Well, getting cucked by Brock Lesnar. Have you ever heard the story about when uh, Vince signed Johnny B. Bad? He wanted to sign Johnny B. Bad the gimmick, but then he realized he couldn't, right. and he'd signed Mark Merrow. 
So that's why I turned him into the wild man. And then obviously saw his missus and thought, <laughs> you can stick around. Mm, uh, but yeah, Johnny be, be bad for me. It's not like, no. I'd like, you know, the thing, the thing that most annoyed me more than anything about Johnny be bad is stupid fucking names. Every move started with bad. <laughs> bad day, bad mood. Bad fuck off. Bad wrestler. He only did uh, <laughs> like half of them in this match. But yeah, he's, he's got, got some good the moves. Tutti Frutti. You can't forget that. Yeah, like he's top, he's top rope of a Karana and that. He's got some good moves. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, I remember when he first came to WWE as the wild man, I was like, oh, this guy's all right, you know. And then, But then you heard him speak, and like when you heard him speak in WCW, he's another one where, ugh, I'm all right, thanks. It's too much. You're going to make me a manager. Yeah, I mean, he could be, I suppose. They got a lot of them. But yeah, Johnny B. Bad, especially in comparison to the rest of the card, he's definitely he's a, he's a good worker. Like he's not bad in the ring by any stretch of the oh, imagination. He's, he's got a great move set. He's just I don't know something about him. Fucking dull. Like I remember in WWE when he turned like his last gimmick when it was the boxer gimmick, and like, mm-hmm. like you've made just an even fucking worse with a gimmick change. <laughs> you, you you thought it couldn't get worse than Little Richard, but yeah. uh, boy howdy, it does. Little Richard to fight in his wife. <laughs> getting beat up by his wife yeah and then Brock Lesnar's steaming in and picking her up and walking away <laughs> like a gorilla <laughs> but uh man there there's a lot of glitter colors a lot of a lot of gimmicks in this match because we oh, talked about Johnny B. Bad the, how start, the start of it with the, yeah. the gimmick itself with the uh the Chris Jericho Christian Royal Rumble entrance mm-hmm. how, how I referred to it in, in my notes uh with it looks, it looks like Johnny B. Bad's making his entrance. It's not Johnny B. Bad's coming out of the out of the fans. Hang on a minute, is Johnny B. Bad not the face in this? Well, yeah, that's, that's not a face thing to do, you let know. Me. Dirty heel motherfucker tactic. Let me let me explain. Did Johnny B. Bad? He he has he's been besmirched. He tire. That's why he's annoying. He got four flat tires. Four first of all, tires four <laughs> flat tires. So let me explain for anybody who's not aware of this amazing storyline. So Johnny B. Bad earned a, uh, I believe it was a United States Championship match, the last pay-per-view. He won a number one contenders match. He was supposed to get it on like Saturday night or something, but uh, he didn't show up to the show because he, his tires were slashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he shows up like at the end of the show. It's on a Saturday night. It's like a backstage segment. Um, I think it's DDP. He's getting interviewed by Mean Gene. And then... Johnny B. Bad walks in. He, it's like a cartoon. He has like the black on his face. He's got like a torn shirt. He's like, man, I, I don't know what happened. I had car troubles. And then uh, I think Max Muscle, who's like the henchman for Diamond Max Dallas Page. Max fucking Muscle. Oh, Ugh. he stinks. There's nothing what Max about him. What a fucking set of <laughs> bollocks he is. But Max Muscle, he basically lets it slip. He's like... Yeah, man, I don't know how you, how all four of your tires got slashed. And then Johnny B. Bad's like, I never said four tires were slashed, so you must have done one. it. And then he gives this cartoon wugga 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 punch. And then he knocks out DDP and then he takes this goofy. It's all bad. He got DDP out here with a cigar, the gaudy outfit. He's got the diamond doll. He's got the jacket. It's it, the glasses. It's all terrible. He's got the money, hasn't he? It's, here comes the money. I, I don't think it's, it's mad, though, if you look at how DDP is now. He's only been wrestling for like two years. And he's like 38 years right. old or something, something like that. Yeah. Like he started, like very much like how Batista did it. Started very, very late on. 
It's like DDP was yeah. a manager for many a year. Uh, and to start late on and for him to push him as quickly as they did, uh, they must have seen, well, like for me, I, because I was never a big WCW fan. I always remember like when DDP mm-hmm. come over in the invasion. I wasn't really that fussed. He had his finish. That's all I knew him for, was just diamond cutter. But, yeah, well, to be yeah, fair, WWF didn't give you a reason to care about him other than fucking Undertaker's wife or whatever he did. It, well, that's it. He wanted to <laughs> finger bang Taker's bitch. <laughs> Is that how they phrased it? I must have missed that part. Yeah, that was exactly how. On, uh, front cover of WWE, WWE magazine. Will, okay. Will, okay, I must have missed that article. Sarah get finger banged by the stalker. That's what it was. Oh, man. They had, they had like a full article on who the stalker could be, like people like Gilberg and that. Mm, man. So you can't have been better story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you live, you learn, I guess. But, hi, uh, me. I'm going to say hi, me, Vince, but he don't work there no more. I am his death. <laughs> Speaking of finger banging. But uh, yeah, so the gimmick. <laughs> uh, come on now. So, uh, so we're shitting on these two guys, you know, deservingly so. But the match actually wasn't that bad. Uh, both these guys are, are great in the ring, or at least good in the ring at this point. Um, like you said, they had the little <laughs> beginning part where DDP comes out first, and then Mark Mer- or Johnny B. Bad makes his entrance, but it's like a guy with his cape Just say Mark walking Mero. backwards. Just say Mark Mero, it's easier. <laughs> the wild man <laughs> is here. He turns around, and it's not Johnny B. Bad. Johnny attacks from behind. No, no um, oh, he has a name for his gun too that he shoots yeah, like shoots it's, it's out the crowd. Thing. Yeah. The bad blaster, the bad That's, blaster, he calls it. But no bad kiss, blaster tonight. Into the into the crowd. Oh, it just ejaculates all over the WCW watchers. Mm-mm-mm. No semen here. So, uh, and then another like sub storyline here is the Diamond Doll, who I think is DDP's wife. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he, so, so like DDP keeps pointing to her every time he does move. He's like, give me a 10, because she has like little signs with a 10 on it, but she won't give Dallas any 10s. But she gives Johnny B. Bad a 10 after an axe handle. So a little, uh, who knows? (laughs) Good axe handle, I guess. Um, But yeah, Diamond, he hits uh, a couple weird moves. He hits uh, the pancake, which is like the pedigree, kind of. Like a reverse tombstone. Yeah, Styles Clash, like just a combination of all those. Yeah, but it was shit. Yeah, and then the diamond dream, which is like mm-hmm. a like a I don't know, kind of kind of a diamond cutter, but like a flip yeah. with it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. then, of course, you have Johnny B. Bad with the bad day, which is a a dive to the outside, and then he follows it up by throwing DDP in the ring, and then a springboard splash into the ring, but that gets a two count. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Max Muscle gets on the apron. This worthless piece of shit. He grabs Johnny B. Bad. Uh, cause Johnny's going for the tutti frutti, which of course is the, uh, I think it's like a left hook or something. It's like a punch, mm-hmm. but, uh, and then DDP, you know, tries to attack Johnny B. Bad, but collides with Max Muscle. There's a whole miscommunication thing there. And then Max Muscle accidentally clotheslines DDP. And then Johnny B. Bad punches Max Muscle and he takes one of the worst. Oh, the, like bumps the set was seen. outstanding. Oh, it was he just great. So great. You can see why he had a, a long-lived WCW career. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, but then Johnny B. Bad eventually makes the pin, I think with just a roll-up, uh, for the win and is the new TV champion. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
interesting way to start. It was show. a messy finish, like 17 minutes long as well as a long old opener that. Um, but yeah, just to finish when what did me was the fact that DDP he took that clothesline from Max. I know it's Max muscle and he's got a lot of muscle, eh? but that clothesline that this was like Booker T uh, Triple H at WrestleMania to 25 seconds <laughs> and somewhere to cover and get pinned, and DDP still done by a shit clothesline. Not at now, but it is fucking crap. Yeah, it was worst uh... match. This oh, is the worst match. match oh, I think they're all tied as worst match. No, there's a, there's a couple of good ones. Let's be right. But <sighs> this wasn't as an opener of a show. This were like it, it, for me. It set the precedent of how the night's gonna go. Yeah, it should have been a red flag right there. I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at the card. I don't. I don't. I can't see any match that was better than this. Wow. <laughs> but we'll, I guess we'll, we'll we'll see as we take into it a little bit more. Uh, maybe this match was better. Randy Savage versus the Zodiac. The Zodiac, uh, fucking. Duh. That's how you know it's no good production. Yes. Yes. Get his best no. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Narwhal zebra One of the apple. Many, 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 many gimmicks of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. What are your guys' favorite gimmicks of Brutus? Brutus. The hair chopping rise to f- Mark like fuck me if he were cutting some cunts hair. The one that's retired. <laughs> yeah, the one that he is now oh, where he's not on my some. screen. I had some. Wait, yeah. wait, was he not the uh when he got kicked out of the Dungeon of Doom? Is he not the man uh, the man with no name? That he, he ran with that for a while. I believe that was before the Dungeon of Doom. I was before the Dungeon of Doom, right. okay. It could have also been after. But I'm not yeah. too familiar. I know he was yeah. what the booty man at some point. The booty man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what well, well, the, the, the disciple when he was in the NWO? Man, they were just all hits. I mean, he he's could had, just make anything he's work. Had some right? old gimmicks as one Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, this <laughs> one being fucking shite. From he comes from the land of yin and yang. I don't. I don't know, man. But it's funny because this was supposed to be Randy Savage versus Kamala, but apparently Kamala quit like right before the show, and so they just threw Zodiac in there. Even Kamala's got standards. (laughs) I'm going to go back to Vince's land, the Giants, and suffer being his racism. (laughs) Well, commentary told me that that the that Kevin Sullivan beat him up and set set him back to Uganda. So I guess that's where he went. Send him packing. Get, get get out of my country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get back to where you came from. <laughs> oh, we said Kevin Sullivan's a bit of a wrong one. He definitely killed Benoit. Yeah, <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> uh, but really, the only notable thing here is a fan. Is Randy Savage's the music? Ring. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Can we not discuss Randy Savage's terrible, terrible, fucking cheap imitation WCW ripoff of his outstanding theme tune of WWF? How does that go again? Randy Savages. Yeah. Land of Open Glory, isn't it? Nah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't but think it was w- that. I mean, it's- in WCW, it's cheap, gnarly. It's like if WWE didn't pay for royalty rights and they had to come up with some cheap fucking shitty thing to run over it. Awful. <laughs> Speaking it's- of theme music, we'll jump ahead a bit, but Lex Luger's theme music, the fuck was all that about? Like a quiz, like a quiz show? Nothing about him. It sounds like Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) Like a quiz show. (laughs) And I was bankrupt watching this. But uh, (laughs) 
yeah, a fan storms the ring at some yes, point. Storms the ring. They uh, the security has a tough time with this fella. He must be strong. Yeah, but the referee. But but what? Right, I were a bit. Um, I had to watch it a couple of times. This fan, male or female? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a male to me. I first thought male, but then I don't know. I feel like I feel like it could have been a female. You know, yeah, trying to get a it? kiss off Savage or Zodiac. Oh, his juicy cheeks. What? Yeah, well, it wasn't a man. He finally got his hair cut off, Brutus. <laughs> yeah, so Macho Man and Zodiac they like fight on the outside of the ring, like try to like, get away from the fan that's in the ring. Uh, but the match is like I don't know, two minutes long. Yeah. Macho Man wins with the elbow. Thank God. Yeah, the cell outside on the ring post was pretty cool. Uh, where Zodiac when the when the fan was in the ring, so they went outside and Savage. I, I want to say through. Uh, Zodiac into the ring post, but it didn't. He placed Zodiac into the direction of the ring post, and Zodiac slowly did the rest and then salt it lovely going down the ring post. Uh. <laughs> we'll pass a bit of time. The selling was uh, not on point on the show, like throughout <laughs> the entire card. Yeah. Even the monster yeah. trucks. <laughs> but... yeah. The monster truck was selling better than anything else. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Do you like this match? I blinked. After yeah. the fan came into the ring, and then my eyes opened, Machi Mama jumping off top rope, the elbow. Because <laughs> there are some matches that's on not. this. Oh, that's over. Yeah, exactly. There are some matches on this card that felt like they just dragged forever, and then uh, then you have this match. I feel like they could have <laughs> dispersed the time was, a little better. They could have given this an extra ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more Zodiac, the better, as of far course. as I'm concerned. Of course. But um, trash. So- and the whole, and you alluded to this earlier. It's so stupid. So the storyline is Macho Man versus Lex Luger, but Macho Man and Lex Luger have to win a match apiece in order to face each other later in the show. It's like what why why not why not just have them fucking face each other and why do we have to have the Zodiac like, and there's there's no titles there's no nothing it's just yeah. we want to fight each other but in order to do that we've got to fight somebody else. Why not have their match be a number one contenders match? Because that would make too much sense. Yeah, exactly. Michael. It's not WCW in 95. Well, speaking of WCW in 95, we have a, uh, a great representation of it with this next match. We got Road Warrior Hawk <laughs> versus Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Guys, what's your favorite Kurosawa match? Um, Halloween Havoc 95 versus Hawk. <laughs> Hawk? Hawk. Yeah, this one. It's the only one I've ever fucking seen. I love the, one I will ever see. I love the whole like the whole build ups. This at least like every match had backstory. Like this, like Hawks fight yeah. because animals out injured because animals got destroyed, and Hawks been battered and all, and he's done his arming, and like the match kicks off and Hawk just uses that arm straight away. It's like I'm not selling for nobody. <laughs> I'm Road Warrior Hawk. God damn it. I was uh, yeah, I was confused because I guess it was like on Clash of Champions or something. I don't know yeah. how long ago it was, but yeah, Kurosawa broke. Hawk's arm with like an arm bar, arm breaker or something. I can't tell when match kicked off. Couldn't you tell straight away? But yeah, you wouldn't have thought it. He is very and much recovered. He could have wore like a, he could have wore a, an elbow sleeve or just something that made it look like he has got a, a poorly arm. But nope, I'm Road on the Hawk, motherfucker. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, Wrestling's that's... real, Dosh. <laughs> that's not the Road Warrior way. We just batter you, and then uh, that's it. And that's it. We beat you up. You sell. <laughs> Road Even Warrior Hawk, though. 
Even when we lose, we don't sell. We get straight back up and fuck off. Oh, no. that Yeah, there was none of that. Because, I mean, Hawk, though, I mean, Hawk looked pretty decent in this match, I thought. I mean, it's, it's a, a Hawk match. Like, all the Hawk matches I've seen in my life, they're shit. Like, but yeah, had against Ming. He had a run in um, New Japan, didn't he, for a short period of time? Uh, I believe he, so. He did, t- he did t- team up with some Japanese wrestler to form, like, the new Legion of Doom. Um, and then he, he had a singles run for a while. I believe he may have hold, held some form of strap at some point. But yeah, when you say name your best Hawk matches, I'm like, hmm, yeah. It should have been maybe it should have been Heidenreich instead instead of Hawk, oh. <laughs> the other member member of the LOD, right, guys? Wow. Who's with me? Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. like when Richard Crush Cohen. was. If you, Crush is a member of Demolition. Is mm. Heidenreich a member of? Uh, see, I was I was more of a fan of the original the original member of third member Draws. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the other member of LOD. That's the real member. Like, LOD to be fair is a form, is a four man stable. Yeah, with Sunny too. Sunny's a member, right? Oh, yeah, when she brought back LOD two thousand. Yeah, that was good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you brought up New Japan, and uh, yeah, Kurosawa I think is a member of New Japan at this point. This is when they're starting to kind of you kind of trade talent a little bit, and like the the cruiserweight divisions like on the horizon. So they're bringing in a lot of international talent now that like Nitro started up. They've gotten a lot more exposure, so I guess this is just like a New Japan showcase in a certain way. But uh, yeah, Hawk is just beating the, the shit out of Kurosawa. What's that? <laughs> the doors open. Yeah. <laughs> The Forbidden Door. It was opened a long time ago by Kurosawa. Lord Warrior Hawk. But there's one point where Hawk chops the shit out of Kurosawa and Bobby Heenan says, that sounded like a fat girl sitting on a beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Heenan. it was great hearing Bobby Heenan, but I felt yeah. like a lot of this, he couldn't give a fuck. Like, I don't feel like you got the full 100% energized Bobby Heenan that you'd get back. back this back. isn't Heenan we had with Heenan and Gorilla. Yeah, this is like Bobby Heenan's retirement tour. Like, right. every now, because, yeah. he naturally, because he was a naturally, genuinely funny guy. Every now and again, when he's actually putting natural quips in, he's hilarious. Um, right. But a lot of the time, I feel like he's just like, oh, yeah, I've got to say something funny now. <laughs> it's better than Mongo. This is Heenan, but this is not the Heenan I remember. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's it in, right? Mm. Far and away mm. better than we'll be here today, though. I'll say that. Oh, hundred percent, oh, leaps and bounds. Naturally, quick-witted, just it was mm-hmm. so good. Um, but yeah, another like decently short match. Thank God. Uh, I should mention that Colonel Parker is with Kurosawa because I yes, guess he's a member of that is. stable, the stud stable. I guess a weird addition there. But uh, yeah, Hawk at some point he he shoulder blocks Parker off the apron, and then uh, Kur- but this allows Kurosawa to take advantage. Another shot to the ring post on Hawk, and then uh, Kurosawa hits a Samoan drop in the ring onto Hawk. Which, according to Chivoni, was a crucifix. Yes, a crucifix. Yeah, crucifix Ooh. slam something. I don't remember what he called it. Um, but then Kurosawa pins him with his feet on the ropes, with Colonel Parker holding his feet that dastardly heel for the win. So Hawk gets the loss here, which I feel like it's not a very common thing, but uh, no. it was fine for what it was. I mean, it was relatively painless for the most part, I thought. But in true warrior fashion, get straight up after and straight, straight up fucks you off. I ain't selling straight shit. Up. I'm Rod Warrior Hawk. 
I mean, he puts his arm back together himself. He he feels no pain. That's what the Legion of Doom are. Like, right? like when they came back in uh, 2003, and like, Vince gave him one more shot, even though like Hawk had, had so many problems with his like su- substance misuse and stuff. Um, that's another story for another day. Uh, yeah. Um, so they gave one more shot, teaming up against Kane and RVD. They took a choke slam from Kane. He took a fucking frog splash from RVD. One, two, three. And before RVD got to his feet, Hawk was up and off. <laughs> and because of that, Vince McMahon backstage was spitting feathers and they got released straight away. Oh, man. Hawk doesn't sell for anybody. I'm Rod Bobby no. Hawk, motherfucker. Oh, Wrestling's real. Why should he? Yeah, I, in, I won't sell. You gotta really knock him out, then. I guess that's you the only solution. Sell, you gotta, you gotta do it properly. You gotta, you gotta want it. That's I, I agree with you, Mike. You, you gotta want it. Uh, but speaking of getting released right away, we got somebody who uh, that happened to in WCW. In this next match, we got Sabu, accompanied by the Sheik, his the father, original correct? Sheik. Is uh, it his father? Uncle. Or they just like uncle. uncle, uncle. Yeah. Versus Mister JL. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Man. Of course it is. We got an ECW showcase here, which is just bizarre in Before hindsight. ECW was even a thing. Yeah, I mean it is a thing, but it's not near it's nowhere near its uh its yeah. peak. Is it yet. still uh, is it still Eastern Championship Wrestling in whatever in October of ninety five? No, oh, it, it, it is extreme. Um, oh, are we extreme? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think where we are because I've been watching those shows too. I mean, Sandman's there. You got Taz is there. Mikey Whipwreck, Steve Austin just showed up around this time in ECW. So uh, they're making some moves. They're making some moves over there. I think Ben Hawk pops in at some point around maybe around this time period. Is it not not long until Bam Bam goes, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's Uh, got to be close. mm. Um, Yeah, of course, facing Jerry Lynn here. So uh, the yes. cruiserweight division is something that they've talked about on Nitro. I think it's just starting to like get off the off the ground a little bit. But um, so this is kind of like a cruiserweight showcase, even though there's no championship or anything. But yeah, this this match again, like a pretty short match, maybe like three or four minutes. It just felt like a bunch of moves to me. But I guess with those time constraints, yeah. what else are you gonna do? There was no there was no story, and Sabu just seems to have this inner thing, this inner voice that it's like. I'll just bump. I'll do the hardest possible bump from whatever spot I'm at. And fans just, they're not, they're not bothered. I yeah. don't, I've never watched this. Like, I've watched many a Sabu matches. I've never watched one really where the fans will pop for the spots. But when when Sabu's on the receiving end, I never feel like Sabu gets the crowd behind him and to, to rally in. But Sabu will take, like you'll clothesline him over top and he'll make sure he lands on guardrail back first. Sabu <laughs> is an innovator of indie wrestling. He's yes. the innovator of fucking hurting himself. Exactly. Spot, 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 go home. No story. No. no. I did I did quite like the somersault leg drop, though, when he landed on fucking JL's face. Oh. Bosh, arse onto face. <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, there were some, you know, cool moves, at the, especially at this time. I mean, you didn't really see this a lot mm. in 1995. Well, that's the thing. That's like was mentioned with Mark Miro earlier. I feel like like Sabu, like if Sabu turned up in WWF in 1995, you'd be blown away with the stuff he does because nobody did that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Hakushi or One Two Three Kid. It's like the best you're gonna get in '95 of people doing them sort of style of stuff. Owen Hart maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
No, yeah, and but, but Sabu is like he loves a flip. Absolutely fucking adores flipping. Oh, Over man. ropes, back in, off the that, ropes. That victory roll from the top rope from yeah. Sapu, brutal looking, yeah. but looked pretty clean. Better than the German into the bridge where shoulders yeah. were up, referee won't count. Shoulders ah, were still up. And then referee's like, ah, fuck it, I'm supposed to count anyway. One, <laughs> two, pick that. We, we got men getting thrown off buildings in this show. I don't think logic uh-huh. really comes into play here. Um... Yeah, lots of moonsaults. It. it feels like this match is just moonsault after moonsault. At yeah, some spots. Point. It was just pure spot, 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 spot. That's all it was. And uh, with the cruise, I mean, they're bringing in guys like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko. These are all guys that are in WCW at this point. I feel like they could have. But I guess it, it is really just serves the purpose of getting the Sheik out there. Because I think mm-hmm. they're in Michigan, and I think the Sheik was a Michigan guy. So he popped the cra- The biggest pop was after the match. Because like you said, Sabu wins. With the uh, Arabian moonsault, which is like a springboard split-legged moonsault. And uh, <laughs> right after he gets the pin, the Sheik throws a fireball at Mr. JL because he's a wizard. He's a wizard. So, yeah. Fire. yeah, everybody loves fire. I mean, that, was the, the, that woke the crowd up because, like you said, the crowd couldn't give a shit about anything that was going on, mm-hmm. even though it was pretty... The fireball was my favorite part of the show so far. That's fair. That's the fireball. I... Well, you're a fireball, Mark. That's what everybody knows about you. Oh, fire. <laughs> he does. Wrestler, wrestler of the show, the fireball. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> the Sheik. The original Sheik. Is, is so far. the Sheik have a fucking sword? A sword? <laughs> you would prefer to him stabbing JL in the face, maybe? I don't, I don't know. Why, why Why? did he come to ring with a sword? What are we going to do with it? Murder Stab somebody. Mr. JL in the face. Yeah, I mean, if it comes to it, if he if he, if he needed it, but Sabu was luckily was able to uh, beat him in the ring, so he didn't need to get mm-hmm. stabbed. So, I mean, Drew McIntyre has a sword. His sword was going to do much anyway. Yeah. yeah, Sabu Sabu's already all sliced and diced up, and then JL. I mean, who knows? But uh, I know he's got some fucking gnarly scars as Sabu. He must look at his body on a night and think, "Fuck, did I do to myself?" He's already been through it. Oh, he enjoys point. it. He's been through it hundreds of times. He loves it. Throw me through the barbed wire. I fucking love it. Mm, burn oh. me. <laughs> it was also not that long after that famous spot where Chris Benoit broke his neck, where mm. he like threw him up for a back bite. This maybe this is less than a year after that. Mm. So he's uh yeah, but yeah, Sabu. I think he would be out like within a month after this. Mm. I, I I honestly forgot he was in WCW. Yeah, it was a very short period of time. Yeah. Be back to ECW pretty shortly. And Jerry Lynn, I think he's there for like a year and a half, maybe two years, but definitely uh, made his name in ECW for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. And obviously, WWE's Cruiserweight Division. Yeah, for light sure. Of course. Oh, sorry. Light Heavyweight Division. Oh, man. They. Because uh... we're different. Mm. Oh, God. But yeah, this is the kind of spark in the cruiserweight division a little bit. Have you guys? You guys mm. said you didn't really watch WCW, but I'm, I'm I'm sure you've seen a few WCW cruiserweight matches in your time. Oh yeah, oh. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, when you said Halloween Havoc, part of you thought, oh, Ooh, are we going to get Eddie Ray? No, 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 sir. You get uh, you get Sabu, and you'll like it. <laughs> we get Mister Jerry fucking Lynn. Sorry, JL. <laughs> But uh, don't worry, only gets better after that. So for, for we got the Taskmaster. He's here with the Master. I think his name is who's like the big bald rock man. I don't know what fucking is. ridiculousness. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. 
Et lui, il se Sullivan. Sullivan, my son. So all it tells the alliance to end all of Hulkamania. I've heard more coherent rambling in a pub full of pissheads. <laughs> That's not very nice. It's true. Yeah, I, look, he wants to destroy yeah, subtitles that I couldn't make him out. He's passionate, okay? So, yes. And uh, more importantly, he's basically uh, warning everybody that the Yeti is coming. That the Yeti. Uh, there's going to be a total eclipse of the sun because you see, the Yeti is uh, he's a large man, so he's going to block the sun. So, that's a thing. That's a thing that's happening here. And then. <laughs> well, then we got Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hogan gives away a motorbike for one fucking reason. Because sponsored, I guess. The winner of the Harley's Davidson sweepstakes. Uh, I forget what his name. I know his name was Mike because Hogan <laughs> called him Maniac Mike over and over again. Like, shut the fuck up. Is uh, <laughs> some always stupid... pulling himself over. Hogan always <laughs> going to put himself over. Well, let me tell you something, dude. But the maniac Mike here, he's won this motorcycle, dude. He's going to, he's going to. And then they give him like a bunch of like other like miscellaneous awards, mm. like some shirts, a hat, uh, paint savers, a bunch of motorcycle shit, uh, an exhaust pipe to shove it up his ass. I don't know. But um, and then he makes Mike has a good line here. The guy that won the bike, he says, uh, well, Hogan's like, well, look, tell, tell, look, listen, Mike. Listen, listen, dude, tell, tell everybody what you're going to do with that motorcycle. And then Mike's like, we're going to straddle it and ride that sucker all the way to Alabama. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is the point of this? Sh- I guess, yeah, like you said, it's probably a sponsor, but <laughs> good grief. Oh, Dave's going to give WCW a couple of grand. That's it. Yeah. WWE's giving away a house in your house. WCW's giving away a bike at Halloween Havoc. Like, no, none of these companies are doing good business. Why are they giving away a bunch of shit? <laughs> But uh, yeah, what do you, I guess in chat? Because I mean, that was probably like the only notable promo of the show. But like, what do you guys Ooh. think of the various promos? Because WCW, I feel like had like a certain style to it. Oh yeah, definitely. I did the Macho Man one before the last match. That was actually yeah, that was very entertaining. Wrestling promos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's a lot of yelling, a lot of veins, a lot of cocaine. Yeah. But, uh, the 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 Luger one, not so good. Oh man. Not I, so good. <laughs> <laughs> just babbling the mark Miro one not so good so yeah overall promos tonight not so good they needed more cocaine yeah yeah they need more, more steroids and cocaine well lex luger is all up in that ico pro that's for sure and with and with booker t adam cole needs to get fat <laughs> just- well we got some muscles in this next match we got lex luger oh, versus just- versus Ming, Haku, Haku, who the crowd and like you said, the music stinks. Oh, the crowd, what's the crowd? Les, Lex Luger's theme. What's all that about? What the fuck? <laughs> it's not good. The crowd doesn't give a fuck about Lex Luger at this point. Why would they? Because he's kind of like a tweener, kind of at this point. And it's still like the guy who came from the other show as well at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, they're, they're, they're running with the gimmick because has Luger turned to the dark side and has Luger joined the Dungeon of Doom? Is uh, so he's going to prove he's not by fighting Meng. Well, I mean, they had the fucking uh, the the, uh, the War Games match, the last pay per view, where Lex Luger was on the team that beat the Dungeon of Doom, but I guess he didn't really get the pinfall, so maybe it's, there's mm. still some gray area there. But yeah, they're really dragging that out, and I guess that's a source of Macho because Macho Man doesn't trust Lex Luger. 
So that's the whole thing. But first, like you said, it's got to beat Haku because I got to get Haku out there. Absolutely. Of course, accompanied by the Taskmaster, which uh, I don't know if this is the worst match on the show. I think. Oh, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's tied with all the other matches. It it is so long for absolutely no goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) It's long because because of who got, who has to win and the guy who's losing he can't lose looking shit well too bad he did because yeah <laughs> so it's just a lot did of rest holds selling from Lex, though. we don't have like when he did a bit of selling from the shoulder breaker i do like like lex is selling he's all right at selling it's fine it's fine yeah well he's he's good at just <laughs> taking a beating and laying there yeah uh, and then coming back hulking up well he's got the steel arm david um, the flows lines all over the place. Uh, the only thing that can beat Meng Zed surely is going to be a metal arm. Of course, yeah, it's a foreign object. Why don't you use that? Whack him on head with your arm and just knock him out in one shot every time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe just because he doesn't know how to throw a punch because he's not athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a metal a metal plate in your arm might not do the trick. But you know what will is a golden spike. So. uh <laughs> Meng has a golden spike. I think it has a name. I forget what it's called. Uh, but uh, he jams Luger in the throat with it. And then uh, so Meng makes the pin. Assuredly, uh, sure, this is going to get the win. But the Taskmaster comes in and kicks Ming, like very softly, but just enough to get him disqualified. So Ming gets DQ'd. Lex Luger wins by DQ. And I guess this is all never because I guess I guess the story is that the Taskmaster in the Dungeon of Doom, they want Macho Man and Lex Luger to fight. But if that's the case, why wouldn't they just, why do they have to have the whole match? I don't know. It's just stupid. But why why have the finish like that? Why not have, like, I think, like Mike said, you've got Haku's got to look good. I don't know for what reason, but we've got to make Haku look Jeez. good. This whole match is just. You tell Haku he's going to look shit. But yeah, that finish was the <laughs> shittiest finish in the world. Real life, really. Yeah. But that's <laughs> it. Yeah, you don't fuck with Haku. That's the story, isn't it? Haku will fuck you up, he'll rip your eyeballs out and that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, what a shit finish. Kevin Sullivan, like I said, just comes in and just uh, let's have a uh, little Absolutely. tap. <laughs> That's it. DQ game over match next match. Uh, huh? This fucking show. It did it did crack me up though, because the match is boring as shit. And then everyone every once in a while I would cut the taskmaster who's on the apron watching the match. He's like about to fall asleep, it seems like. He's just kinda like tapping his fingers on the apron. Like he's he he, he looks like he'd be glad to be anywhere else. That was all the energy he could muster for that kick. Yeah. Well, we got more Kevin Sullivan later, everybody. So don't you worry. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> after that. So we got Mean Gene with Captain Insano backstage. Mm. Seven foot four, right? 400 pounds. The giant is here rubbing his hands together a lot. He's doing a lot of that. And uh, just the silly... Because we've all heard Big Show talk. I mean, obviously, with the career he went on to yeah, have. What's that fucking voice he's putting on? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, in hindsight, knowing what his real voice sounds like and just knowing the silly, fake, listen, Hogan, <laughs> rub it like, like a Disney villain. is uh, He's not great. But again, he's it's very, son very of new. Andre. Yeah, I mean, he's big, so he's got to be a son. Andre. The giant. He's be the giant. Let's say the same surname, so that's got to be it. Um, <laughs> but, it's the giant, the giant. Exactly. Yeah. The giant, I mean, they went, 
yeah, you couldn't just fake that. Uh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, we got something that seemed like it would be good, but uh, it's just more nonsense. This is match of the night. This, yeah, I agree. Match of the night, right? It just let's start with just the theme tune that sexy Arn Anderson theme tune. What a theme! That's a good one. That's a good one. Right in the feels does that film. That film, that theme, even. I'm fine with that. Um, We got the four Mm. horsemen. Right now, it's just two of them. Uh, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. Flying Mm -hmm. Brian Pillman. Flying Brian. See, it was nice watching Brian wrestle again. It was. It was. It's always good to see him. Uh, Versus the team of Ric Flair and Sting. What What a couple. What a, yeah, what a combo. It's, it seems like it never happened. But uh, yeah, so Arn and Rick have been feuding for a bit. Um, they had a match at the last pay-per-view. So they've been at odds for a while. Rick Flair has been on the outs. Brian Pillman comes in as the kind of filling Flair spot in the Horsemen. And then Sting, they want to take down the Horsemen. So Rick Flair goes for Sting as a partner to do this. But unfortunately, Rick Flair was attacked before the show. So he was unable to compete in this match. So Sting, how do you know he's got attacked before the show? A big fucking bandage on his head. Yeah, that shows you how how devastating it was. But but before he comes out with the bandage, it's just Sting versus Arn and Brian. And Sting pretty much just takes a beating for a, a while. He does, you know, make a few comebacks, but ultimately they always get cut off. Um, there's a we want flair chant, so the crowd is, is very, very eager for the nature boy. Um, then uh, Sting hits a, a big military press on Pillman, which is really impressive. Um, but Arn eventually the numbers game takes hold, they get advantage on Sting, and then this is when Flair finally storms into the <laughs> ring in his slacks. Uh, <laughs> it just in his street clothes, I guess, is what he was wearing. When he got beat up. That's it, street clothes, Flair. Just throw on that bandage on and uh, good to go. So he gets on the apron. He wants he wants to get tagged in. He wants to get revenge on the men that attacked him. Of course, Arn Anderson. I love how he's wild up and down the fucking apron. Oh, come on. Woo, woo. Did you yeah. love the spot, though, where Sting was, getting, Sting was in a headlock and he was going, nature boy, nature boy. <laughs> Ring flowers on the apron going, stay strong, stand strong. He's going, nature boy. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. God, that's stupid. But uh, but yeah, Flair is his antics on the apron where that just shows like how, why he's so good. Like the energy oh, yeah. that he had, just standing on the go? like back and forth. He's like chasing Brian around the ring. He's like he takes his shoe off at one point, gets in the ring, tries to hit <laughs> Arn, but he never makes contact with any of them. Now, so this is all happening. And uh, but eventually Sting finally gets free and is able to make the tag on Ric Flair. The crowd goes ape shit. Maybe the biggest pop of the night. But I'm asking you guys, did you see this coming? Was this yes. as predictable as I thought it was? Okay, yes, because it's already yeah, happened once in WCW. It happened like in, I think it was like 1990, 1991 or something before Flair came to WWF. It happened then. He teamed with Sting and he turned on Sting. It was bound really? to happen. It's Ric Flair. He would never fight on Anderson. They're brothers. He would never be friends with Sting. Yeah, he'd never be Sting. Sting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Sting's a fucking bellend is what you're telling me. Sting's a fucking idiot for thinking. Because that was the thing coming into the match. It was very much... Uh, Sting couldn't trust Ric Flair. He's thinking, oh, well, is he now? Has he turned from the dark side? Is he a good guy? Can I trust him? No, it's Ric Flair. They don't call him the dirtiest player in the game for a fucking joke. Never learn. They never learn. They never learn. Sting gets fucking battered because he never learns. And he got battered as well. I I love a good old four-horseman beatdown. The the turn. He he tried to hold his own for a little bit, but... Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just with with hindsight, if it was predictable, or if if in the moment it was predictable. But yeah, I mean, this ever because like Flair would never hit either guy; he would just like chase Mm -hmm. him. You kind of feel it coming, but the the way he did it, the way he turns on Sting, made me belly laugh as I was watching this because he gets the tag, gets in the ring, does his little strut, little strut. He like bounces off the rope and then. (laughs) <laughs> just in the fucking face, and then three on one beat down. It's uh, it's a whole thing. Flair takes off the bandage. There's nothing underneath it. It's a ruse. It's all oh man. They're in cahoots. Who would have thought? Except everybody. Who would have thought? That's it. Who would have thought? <laughs> but um, yeah. So the four horsemen are back, I suppose. Yeah. And eventually they bring in Chris Benoit. I think maybe Mongo or is it easy? Steve McMichael from Mongo comes in. Jesus. Yeah. This, that, you... Now that hits the period where I start like paying attention to WCW and watching it and ugh, Mongo. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would say I, I could see this being match of the night, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's not saying a lot. But it's, the flat, uh, it's just a flat element for me. It was, it's in uh, the like you mentioned, the energy, the energy that he brings, uh, the, the, the double cross. That's fucking brilliant. Loved it. So hot. Loved it. Knew it were coming. Yeah. Fucking loved it. No one was cheering for Sting. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. From the moment first person came out, Flair. Mm-hmm. They wanted Flair. No one else. Yep. They don't care about Sabu and JL just flipping all over the place. They want Ric Flair to get in there and just strut. Don't give a fuck about Lex. Swing his helicopter cock all over the place and do whatever he does. Woo. Woo. Indeed. But we're here, folks. Rev your engines. Monster trucks. Monster trucks. (laughs) Have you ever seen Little Britain, Kyle? I have not, Mike. Why don't you tell me about it? So there's a character on Little Britain called Andy. Uh-huh. Long story short, he was a massive monster truck fan. Watching this, all I could think was him going, Monster trucks, monster trucks, monster trucks. You feel like an idiot watching this. There's, you're watching monster trucks just run into each other. They're not even running into yeah, each other. That's kinda... the thing. They're not. They're connected. They're connected with a steel bar. Yeah, it's I'm going forward, then you're going to go forward. I'm going to go forward, then you're going to go forward, and then we're going to have a finish. It was like it was edited as well. Like there were some spots where they'd show a bit, then they'd show inside the car, then they'd show another bit, and there's no way they'd got to that part of the fucking top of the car park wherever they were. Like they'd no, edited no, no. it to put together. It's the lame ass thing. It cost them a fucking fortune. They hired a helicopter. No way. Cars have cost two, three hundred grand. What a waste of fucking my time this is. Well, can't it's, get back. it's it's machine versus machine. And then it's going to be man against man later. Mm-hmm. So uh, quick backstory. So the giant shows up. I believe it's at Bash at the Beach. He throws an Andre the Giant shirt at Hogan, basically alluding to the fact that it's his son. Because they're both big. They're both giants. 
and then uh, Hogan, I forget how this happens, but they lure Hogan into the Dungeon of Doom where uh, the giant attacks him. And uh, there's a few attacks by the giant on Hogan where I think at, at the end of War Games, he comes in after the match, attacks Hogan, and he does like a neck crank. He like breaks his neck, basically. Hogan's in a neck brace afterwards. Like Fiend did to Finn Balor that time. Exactly, but worse somehow. And <laughs> exactly Nitro. Worse. Nitro happened, and then Hogan's out there again. And then lo and behold, the giant attacks him again, breaks his neck again. And then uh, Kevin Sullivan shaves off the mustache, the uh, the sacred mustache of the Hulkster, shaves it off. Looks fucking weird without it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Weird without that mustache. Yeah. Why does it look more like a pedophile without a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> very, he looks very slimy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it looks but more it looks, like, it looks like a pedo. Yeah. I go with that. A bit like Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh this forces Hogan to wear all black. So we're not at the NWO yet, but this feels like kind of like a test run for it. Yeah, it's the test test run to see how it looks aesthetically wise on the TV in black. Mm-hmm. He's even got like the same tights, it seems like with the like mm. the lightning bolt. I they look I think they are the same tights. They got to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's missing the average Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he's got like the black, you know. T- tight tank top and the black bandana and when he was when he had a broken neck which he recovered you know amazingly quickly this guy's like wolverine really quick. uh it's amazing these wcw guys hawk in his arm they just recover like that oh, it's amazing straight away straight away it's amazing what ico pro will do <laughs> yeah so that's so how else are you going to settle a grudge like this than having a monster truck battle on Absolutely. top of kobo hall Overlooking the Michigan, some lake, I think, which I don't think it is, but they said it is. <laughs> so I just watched two guys sat on their ass. It's, man, where do you even start here? So first of all, commentary. The truck got on commentary. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Eric Bischoff asking all these questions about the truck. Like, how fast does it go? What's the horsepower? Like, we don't no give a fuck, a fuck about the specs. <laughs> We're not watching wrestling for fucking monster trucks. So they bring in on commentary, they bring in Bob Chandler is his name. Who's I guess the guy who built these monster trucks. Mm-hmm. They got Bobby Heen in there. That one looks cool. Yeah. No, yeah, I suppose so. The looks, the looks of the monster trucks are pretty cool. Um, yeah, Eric Bischoff and Bobby Heenan are both like, oh, how much horsepower do these trucks have? Hogan's penis arm coming, wrapping around his truck. <laughs> fucking yeah, weird, man. Hogan. The, the trucks look pretty cool, it says. They fucking didn't. Big Show's looked all right. Hogan's like oh, a fucking penis arm coming around it. I like the Giants one. I didn't say anything about Hogan's. Okay. I love Hogan. Because he has the arm. Truck. It's like when you have an arm out the window, right? It's a cuddling. big arm because he's, he's, he's on arm cuddling the front of the truck. It's cool. Look at look at those veins. Oh, <laughs> penis cool, arm. Yeah. Uh, then the giant. What was it? Like a goddamn snake or something? Skeleton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doom. There is something of doom. And then um, so <laughs> the logistics of this. So let's recap. So the trucks. So it's a sumo match. So you win this yeah. by pushing your opponent outside of the circle, mm-hmm. which is it's on top of a big building. There's like lights that signify the circle. 
they start in the middle they're welded together so it's like they're not running into each other by any means they're literally just putting no. it does it it's like who has the stronger truck yeah it's like just place it on accelerator but they're even there and even with that they're not driving the trucks because they have a secondary guy in there who's driving the trucks and they, the commentary puts it over like, oh, they, 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 each guy you know, has an axle. They're controlling it. Whatnot. No, they're not. They're not even turning, really. Yeah. But <laughs> so and then like the, they use like duplicate shots of the inside of the truck. It's all dumb. Um, <laughs> but the match gets. Oh, one more thing. There's uh, charges. They, they're like landmines, I guess, on yes. top of the building. Power. <laughs> No, 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 it's charges. And um, it goes, it's pyro. <laughs> across the, the floor of the circle. And if you run over it, who knows? And, and Bob Chandler, who's on commentary, is like, look, if they run over one of those charges and it blows up the, fu- the fuel line, they're dead. So let's get after it, guys. <laughs> like, what? You're just going to glaze over that? We might see murder here uh, for wrestling Bro. and monster trucks. But uh, now we're off. So they get underway. Uh, man, it's just back and forth, back, back and, and forth. forth. That's all it is. Uh, it's it's it, what a battle. There's even a point where uh, Hogan's back tires get pushed out of the circle. But even his goddamn monster Chuck hulks up and he pushes out of it, pushes the giant back. And then eventually, uh, well, eventually giant pushes Hogan over one of the charge and just makes a, <laughs> like you said, like a, uh, Rev- AEW Revolution <laughs> sparklers uh, does no damage to the truck. It's like the truck didn't even realize it happened. Uh, but eventually Hogan, Hogan wins. Hogan wins. The crowd goes wild. And then uh, after it goes, the giant is none too pleased it's with this. He's, he's, he's ticked, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the giant gets out. Hogan gets Rather out. Annoyed. They are up against the ledge of the building. They start, you know, Giant attacks them. Hogan dodges them. They scuffle a little bit. Giant grabs them by the throat. They climb up to the ledge of the building. And then Hogan busts out of his grip. And the Giant falls to his death. To his death. Never to be seen again. (laughs) That's it. Done. That's it for sure. Main events then. Macho Man and Luger then. <laughs> it's like, all right, we just saw... Uh, actually, you know what? Here, so here's a thought I had. I thought it was very weird that we just saw a death of a guy falling to his death, and then they just had yeah. a match after. Yeah. But well, <laughs> that actually happened in 1999 yeah. when Owen Hart died, mm-hmm. and they just kept having matches. So I'm sitting here like, man, what a wacky... Like, I'm glad I weren't the only person who thought that. This is not realistic at all. And as yeah. well, I, like if you look at WrestleMania 14, when Undertaker hung the big uh, hung Big Boss Man, right? Yes. They hung him. They they like Big Boss Man's dangling in the fucking ring, and Michael Cole goes right up next in Intercontinental Title time, <laughs> and it's like someone's just died. I know, obviously, like I said, with with obviously over the edge, someone legit did fucking die, and they they said. Well, yeah, fuck it. Is Val Venus? <laughs> I just, but you can cry about something else. Is Uncle Val? Yeah, and in theory, like, yeah, we've just watched the giant get pushed off a massive, like, because they've hired this building for that spot alone. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for no other reason, I mean, obviously they've got the the helicopter going around for the shot and stuff like that. But they've they've hired a building like that for that one shot alone, and it was a great shot. It was a great. It looked like Big Show had fell mm-hmm. to his death, but then here's Lex Luger versus the Macho Man. <laughs> I just find it really like even like which side did he fall off? It's like yeah, yeah Bishop, like there's a lake on one side, parking lot on the other. Fucking difference does it make? Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he would not fucking shut up about it neither. They were doing my head in a little bit. He was like, when he were begging for information on the big show and stuff, and oh, shut the fuck up, man. Give me some Lex versus Macho. So that's it's the Giants Uncle Bobby. Right. So they that that's kind of made me a little bit okay with Heenan and how like distraught he was about it because obviously how close Heenan was with Andre. And this is, in theory, Andre's son. So he has a very genuine connection with the giant. He's very mm. concerned. I mean, a guy just died in front of you. So obviously, you're going to have a tough time commentating a match. Yeah. But what's bizarre, because like the next match, like I said, it's, it's Macho Man versus Lex Luger. This match right here is the mark, one of the marquee matches. It's, it's, mm. it's had so much TV time building up to it. Like on Nitro and previous pay-per-views, like Lex Luger is like the guy that came from the WWF. It's a huge match, but it's just like a backdrop to Shivani and Heenan being like, "Okay, did any word on the Giant?" Like, oh, they were walkie-talkie. Yeah, <laughs> a walkie-talkie, Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan wants that walkie-talkie. Heenan fucks off because I need to go and find information. Yeah, make a shot every time Heenan says walkie-talkie. <laughs> a yeah. walkie-talkie. What's that going to be? Yeah, he's, yeah, Heenan actually at one point rips his headset off and like starts yeah, walking to the back. He's like, I need to go and find some information and he's back within about five seconds. It's every fucking two hours to get out of here. <laughs> it's too many security guards. I don't remember what it was, but um, but yeah, with all of this in mind, there's still a match happening somewhat. Uh, Macho Man versus Lex Luger. So now that they've both had their matches to earn this match, which, by the way, Randy Savage, I mean, he's coming in with a strong advantage because he had like a 20-second match against fucking Brutus Beefcake and then Lex Luger got stabbed in the throat with a spike after a 20-minute match with Ming. So uh, not very fair on the part of old Lex Express no, here. Absolutely not. But uh, Luger somehow dominates most of this match in spite of that. And then uh, so at some point, the nonsense just never fucking ends. So Luger, and I believe I have this right, so Luger has macho pinned. Jimmy Hart, comes out mm-hmm. dressed in black because him and Hogan are both on the dark side now. Uh, Jimmy Hart distracts the ref and then uh, Macho Man ends up knocking Luger into Jimmy Hart and then uh, Macho Man eventually hits the elbow for the win. So Macho Man gets the win here, but uh, nobody... Just fucks off. Like, there's no celebrating, yeah. no nothing. Just gets the win, fucks up, move on. It were like, like you said, it was, they were just there. They've given all this, like, as you said, Cal, they've given this match so much TV time and build-up to just have it as like what a Divas match would be on a modern day wrestling yes. show. Yeah. Just a time filler, a Divas bit to get from Hogan to Hogan because it's fucking Hulk Hogan. But that pin that Luke had to Savage in, his feet was on the ropes and the referee weren't was paying attention to Jimmy Hart. Luke was still annoyed that the ref weren't counting, even though if the ref turned, the first thing he would have seen, Luger's feet on the fucking rope. Mm-hmm. Was it Nick Patrick in this one? Yeah. Really sliding. I can't oh, stand the cunt neither. Stupid count cadence just drives me crazy. Stupid fucking mullet. 
<laughs> if you don't like mullets, you better not watch any more 95 wrestling. No, no. Don't just anyone with a mullet. Mark Keown yeah. used to have a beautiful one back in the day. What's your guys' favorite mullet in wrestling? Oh, Bob, Spark, Plug, Firm, and Holly oh. has to be up there. <laughs> That's, That's a good a one. beautiful head of hair. Cody Dina from DNA. Okay. I'm more on the camp of Thurman Plug myself. Mm. But uh, yeah, um, call in. Can you remember the Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake? Oh, who could forget? They it's have stupid. beautiful mullets. Uh, I think like oh, yeah. oh, uh, Rick Martel and Tito Santana when they're in Strike Force, they have mm. beautiful mullets. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't really look in a in a direction without seeing a mullet back then. No, Greg the Greg the Hammer, of course. Yeah, long with a mullet. Mm. That was a man's mullet. <laughs> man's mullet. <laughs> but yeah, that match. It's, it's, it's superstars in that match. But like you said, it's like a divas match. Time for that. Yeah. The the uh the warm up or the cool down match, yeah, because Hogan's gonna get from the roof down to the arena floor. <laughs> That's it. Big Show's already there. We're fine. Well, yeah, they, they had to give time <laughs> to fish him out of the lake or something. I guess yeah, is what That's happened. It. He took express elevator. <laughs> so that no, brings us to okay. the main event. He landed on a ledge. We're okay. He's he's a giant. He's superhuman. So I think yeah, he you smashed through it. He landed on his feet, cracked the sidewalk below beneath him, it, it and just might walked have been in. like thirty feet for everyone else. It was only like five feet for him. Right? Yeah, yeah that's how that works. It's just like falling out of bed. It is. It is. But speaking of bed, this match put me to sleep. So we got the main mm-hmm. event, the world heavyweight title. It's on the line, and uh, it's the champion Hulk Hogan versus the Giants. So uh, we have. He lives. Uh, yeah, so Hogan comes out again, dressed in black. He's all distraught. He's not doing the posing. He doesn't have the boas. He does not, you know, American mate. Like he's, it's none of that. Comes out, grabs the mic. He's like, "Listen here, brother. The giant's dead, man. We, uh, I, I can't, I, I can't go up. Wait, we, we need to do something." And then out comes the giant, and uh, just perfectly fine, no bruises, no cuts. He's he's ready to go. And then, uh, so now we're off. With our main event, since the giant apparently Ooh. is not dead, uh, Hogan takes his bandana off to reveal that he has blackface on, which is you know. Yes, he's, he's done a bit <laughs> Kevin Hogan. Sullivan for his face. What is that symbol? Where do you guys know? No. It's just like a stupid little swoosh yeah. on his forehead. I think it's just a swoosh because it's just it's getting inside the mind of Kevin Sullivan in it because Kevin Sullivan's got a stupid thing like that on his head. It's the same off. as Sullivan, but no. it just looks like a stupid W. <laughs> yeah. But someone's tried to do a W, but they've tried to make it fancy. I said, ah, oh, fuck it. It's a curse of W. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's mysterious. Um, a mysterious W. It's a it's an upside-down like M. WCW theme, I don't like how you've written that M. It looks fucking mysterious. <laughs> you, like, you like Hogan's music, Mike? Yeah. Basically, it sounds like a Kiss tribute act, but... <laughs> Yeah, a tribute act. I could see it. I could see it. I do. I do like it. I don't. I don't think it holds a candle to a real American. No, it's no, no nowhere near close. It's no real American, and it's no um, fucking American made. (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is yeah. 
So this is uh this is giant in the US It gets me hype, man. I don't know the words, but every time I hear it, it just makes my cock rock hard. Oh like this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's very timely. Very timely. But uh yeah, it should be noted that this is Giants first match ever. And it's in the main event of a pay-per-view. The world title. Second. Second. Dave did is it some a research. Oh, yeah, yeah, was his first match. match. His first <laughs> match was a account out victory over friendly Frank Finnegan in a New Jersey <laughs> promotion, uh, WWA. Friendly second Frank match. Finnegan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. thank goodness that he got by friendly Frank. I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> or the best. This year. Uh, okay, so second match, you know, I stand corrected. Uh, a bit of a jump from friendly Frank to uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan here. Absolutely. But man, if you like bear hugs, you'll oh. love this match. <laughs> yes. If you like choke slams, because there is choke slam, you can see why he stopped doing it, because I bet it really hurt his knees. But the choke slam, the fact that Hogan actually jumped and we got some height, it was a great right. choke slam. I'll jump for the jobber, but I'm not jumping for Taker. Beautiful <laughs> chokeslam. Yeah, well, I didn't even think about that. How, how times have changed. And we talked, yeah, we covered that show where Hogan, yeah. uh, 2002, he wasn't jumping for chokeslams anymore. No, absolutely not. No, get that sort of height either. Fuck me. No, sir. No, sir. But uh, see, so yeah, Hogan, is that Giant's doing a good job here. At feel, He feels like a giant. Like Hogan's punching him. He's like barely budging. Um, Hogan goes for a scoop slam, but he can't get him up. Of did course, you, like did every... you see his slam though? His front <laughs> finger went so far up Big Show's <laughs> asshole. He said, "Listen here, brother, you're gonna jump whether you want to or not. Jump, or I'm gonna make you." <laughs> if he was trying to recreate the magic of Mania Three. <laughs> well, that's only the beginning of the butt fucking here, but the match continues. It was very and, uh, slow. It was exactly what you'd get from No Cell Hogan and a very, yeah. very green big show. When oh, 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 green giant. <laughs> when <laughs> yeah, when Hogan is the uh, the ring general, you know you're in a bad spot here. <laughs> yeah, you just he's um so at one point because eventually Hogan does slam giant, which is again very impressive. Mm. Uh Hogan, you know, hits the leg, hits the leg drop. But the referee goes down, and they don't really catch it in the first shot, but they show a replay of it after. Jimmy Hart hits the referee Jimmy with the world title. Hill. My God. <laughs> Not no, like this. Swerve. Swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. But Hogan doesn't see this. He kind of he just drops his leg, and he's like, why, why is the ref down? What are you doing, you silly goose? Get up. And then did, you know his, did you know his big show had a look as well? I think he did it twice. Yeah. And his legs flat. Oh, shit. I'll put out a quick look, see what we're going on. Lay back down again. I go back on, quick look, go lay back down again. We're waiting for his cue. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for his cue, but like, oh, shit. As fucking baby poo. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> the belt it. shots are awful. Jimmy Hart, like, oh, raises him in the back. The referee's dead. He clocks Hogan. As he's, you know, going to, you know, further the attack on Giant. No sells it, of course, because he's Hulk Hogan. He does the whole, you, the Hulk Hogan thing. And then as he's about to attack Jimmy Hart, in comes the Giant back with another bear hug. 
and the Taskmaster is in, and Jimmy Hart and Taskmaster are egg and giant on as he's bear hugging him. In comes Savage to try to make the save, but right behind him is Lex Luger, who turns, well, I didn't really turn on Savage. He just kind of, they continue to fight. So Lex Luger, because, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, well, did, the match yeah. isn't over, motherfucker. Did, I forget, did Luger and Savage shake hands after their match? Do you remember? No. No? no. no. Okay, so Luger it was still like... Before. But I, it's weird like, because I felt like they were they were giving this angle more of Luger's turned heel and joined the dungeon than it was just Luger and Savage carry on scrapping from 10 minutes ago. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But I guess Luger Ooh. does join the Dungeon of Doom in some capacity. But it just felt like a, such a soft turn. It felt like it could have been such a bigger moment. But you have yeah. so going on. Like Luger and Savage is kind of happening in, in the corner. But then out... Comes the Yeti. Let's have some threesome action. The, the Yeti comes out, bums the fuck out of Hogan, bums the fuck out of fucking Nacho Man. <laughs> so much buggery is occurring in the ring at this point. The Yeti, straight out of a porta potty, just covered in dirty toilet paper. Just uh, like, what year are we in? Uh, but he's a big fella. I mean, this. Don't know. Last time you used a porta If you ever been to a music festival, they never have toilet paper. In it. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe that explains it. But uh, so, <laughs> Giant is, still has the bear hug on Hogan. He doesn't seem like he needs help. But the Yeti's like, yeah, I think you could put a little bit more pressure on that boy. Re- the, you know, the little reach around he's, action, he's double grabbing, bear hug. He's reaching around and grabbing Big Show's neck. So if anything, he's putting pressure on Big Show's neck. It's just a big group hug. It's a bumming. Yeah. Who would you rather be in this situation? This is kind of like a human centipede. Would you oh, rather be Hogan Yeti. Giant or Yeti? Yeah, rather the Yeti. Yeah, rather yeah. the Yeti. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you got Hogan. If you're the Giant, you got Hogan's weird yeah. mustache and face. If you're the Giant, you're getting Hogan's cock slammed into your cock. <laughs> yeah, Hogan Giant face to face, at least Yeti. Yeah. Yeah, literally, you're, you're bumming, you're not receiving. <laughs> God, I just, I'm trying to picture, like, the smell. Like, what do you think it smelled Ooh. like? Oh. oh, sweaty. Salty. Lots of salt. Oh, yeah. Is it festivals? Yeah. Smell, like, smell of protein. Yeah, protein, yeah. quote-unquote. Uh, lots of creatine in that ring. But yeah, the Yeti... Mm. Giant butt fuck Hogan in the submission and uh, Luger stomping on Savage in the corner. Uh, Luger actually puts the torture rack on Hogan, both him and Macho Man back to back. So again, you kind of get that because Hogan and Luger to me, like I didn't live through this, but that feels like a like a like a dream match almost scenario because Luger was kind of like the stand in for Hogan and WWF. But now you got them both in the same company. Like it feels like it should be a cool moment, but it just seems like there's so much other shit going on. It's almost like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then they double butt fuck Savage as well. Torture act on Macho Man, the Giant. I guess technically the he wins by DQ, which yeah, uh, I think he wins by DQ because Jimmy Hart attacked the ref. Now at that time, Jimmy Hart was on Hogan's side. Uh-huh. The ref didn't see so, the turn. So the ref, so he's, he's not seen the turn. He's seen Jimmy Hart, Hogan's manager, has attacked right. me. So, yeah, Big Show wins by DQ. 
that makes sense to me. Not sure. much on the no, show hey. makes sense, but that makes sense. <laughs> so like Big Show, Big Show thinks because Big Show's thick as fuck, so Big Show mm-hmm. leaves with the belt. But I'm the champion now, and then the uh, then vacant becomes the champion, I believe. And is it not World War Three? <laughs> is it the um, the the title goes to the yeah. winner of World War Three? I believe so. Yes. Mm. Yeah. The, the three ring battle royal, of course. Mm. Sixty fucking well. men and seventeen cameras. Can we commentate <laughs> on this? Can we fuck? <laughs> Each ring has a giant. Just to add more layers on this bullshit. Speaking of the ring has a giant, do you know who the third giant was supposed to be? The guy who's actually supposed to have played the Yeti. Giant Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah, uh, apparently I mean, I they were it... trying to get him in and that they were going to get him in as being the uh, one of the giants in this, be playing basically what the Yeti's playing and also be one of the giants in the three-ring 60-man uh, battle royal. Uh, but apparently mm. a deal couldn't be done or something along them lines. So they went for Loch Ness to be the giant in the battle royal. <laughs> but then Loch Ness couldn't get there on time, so that's why Hogan became a giant in the battle royal. Oh, God. It's just... <laughs> 95 wrestling. Uh, Loch Ness was giant. He sucks, won't it? Yeah. Haystacks? Haystacks Calhoun? No, no different guy. Oh. Okay. That's it. He's from Arnick, but what's. Oh, so, I see. I see. Off, but... <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, the, the like you said, the giant just takes the belt. I'm the champion now. Rubbing his hands together still. Walks out, and that's how the show ends. So, uh, giant recovers from falling off a building, wins or walks mm-hmm. out with the title. So, pretty, pretty. Uh, Pretty good recovery. Pretty good comeback story by old Absolutely. big show. Comeback story. That like Netflix would be <laughs> over that shit. Oh, oh man, along in with the big show show. Ten minutes before. From death to world champion in the space of twenty minutes. It's really inspiring when you think about it, uh, isn't it? Just wow. Mm-hmm. It just it just needs Shawn Michaels like tell me a lie to be playing over top of it. <laughs> well, that brings Halloween havoc finally. To a close, mm-hmm. uh, what? Roll it, it's 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 almost like it's so bad it's good kind of thing. At least <laughs> some parts of it. There were a lot of just dull parts of it as well. But like, I don't know. It's like ninety five wrestling. You kind of got to sink into the ridiculousness of it, ridiculousness of it a little bit. But uh, yeah, I I was pretty entertained by most of the show. At least I don't know. What, what were you guys? I guess overall thoughts on the show. Anything we didn't touch on i think i think exactly that i think it was a lot of mismatch bollocks uh it was a lot of uh build to on the dungeon of doom and all the characters involved and the storylines involvements it was all about hulk hogan it was hulk Mm -hmm. hogan and his band of merry friends Mm -hmm. yeah the hulk hogan show that's why we have with a couple of decent matches thrown in there because wcw does have a lot of legit badass wrestlers right now sting Mm -hmm. flair anderson do you know what I mean? Like for Savage, even though Savage is getting to the later parts of his his, his years, they've got a, they've got a phenomenal roster. But if Hulk Hogan's around, it's about what Hulk Hogan wants to do. And this, like for me, this felt like a pay per view that was just dedicated to Hogan and and the Dungeon, and everything else just felt like a bit of an afterthought. Mm. It was a brother show. Mm. The yeah. show brothers, brother hooks. Not enough brothers for me on this show. No. But uh <laughs> yeah, very uh no, yeah, it was it was a ruthless amount of brothers. But speaking of ruthless, yeah, fucking the segue. 
but yes once again boys thank you for uh slugging through this terrible terrible wrestling show coming on and talking about it where can everybody find you and talk maybe maybe a better maybe worse uh era in pro wrestling i don't know some of the shit that we sit through um yeah so i in a podcast ruthless aggression era podcast uh the the clues in the name um yeah and everywhere soundcloud spotify whatever you listen to your shit you can probably find our shit uh we've got up next wrestlemania goes hollywood wrestlemania 21 Shawn michaels kurt angle john cena wins the title batista wins the title it's a brand new era in the wwe um exciting times ahead on on the uh, on the ruthless journey at the minute it's the far it's towards the final chapter of one of the longest running storylines we've got on the show Absolutely. Um, yep. if, you, if, you find, if you go look, go over on YouTube, you'll find a, a few of our episodes that are on YouTube in, in, uh, involving one your Mr. Host right here. Uh, the third wheel of uh, Velocity and Sunday Night Heat. So, yes, we'll have to all get together and watch some more of that shite after WrestleMania. <laughs> I hope we get another rematch between the Bashams and <clears throat> Thurman Plug <throat> and Charlie Haas. Hey, fuck me. Fuck. <sighs> Somewhat special that word, Joe. That might never happen again in your lifetime. Something, <laughs> something that monumental. Oh, man, I amazing. can only hope. Well, fucking brilliant. If you got, yeah, anybody listening, you can you can listen to this and then progress on to see a a, a better sumo match in Akibono versus Big Show. <laughs> oh, only gets better. Am I right or am I wrong, gang? Absolutely. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Dave and Michael from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast for joining me on today's show. Uh, go check out their podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on, on YouTube. You know the deal by now. All their info in the description below. Check me out. Check out all my episodes. Uh, WCWs, the WWFs, the ECWs, the Progress, the Ring of Honor, the TNA. I do it all. Or, you know, at least I do some. But... <laughs> But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I cherish you all. I would I would pinch all of your cheeks if I could, if I could just reach through the screen here and just give you a little tickle on the chin, but maybe one day. But for now, I'm signing off. I got to go back to my uh, abominable snowman lair and uh, scare some kids. Is that what Monsters, Inc. was? Was was fucking solely an abominable snowman? Was that the thing? Was that the deal? I forget. Um, <laughs> that's my offshoot podcast where I talk about Monsters, Inc. Uh, every week. But um, for now, if you've made it this far, God bless you. If you made it this far, for the love of God, go check out the YouTube. Um, you'll understand why. But... <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I might be taking a few weeks off here, uh, getting surgery next week. Um, because um, it's, <clears throat> I don't typically get into personal stuff, but the surgery is related to my genitals. Um, turns out, got some, it's a problem with my uh, urethra, right? It's, uh, I'm getting a new one, and uh, it's a whole thing. I don't want to get into the science of all of it. Um, but, yeah, they're basically going to take it out 
and uh, give me a new one. So for uh, for a little bit, I'm going to have a Halloween havoc. A, a Halloween. Because they're going to take out the... Fuck. I'm hard.